This podcast is brought to you by Freedom Physical Therapy Services, providing one-on-one comprehensive physical and occupational therapy services, including women's health, chronic pain treatment, TMJ, and more. With four locations in Fox Point, Grafton, Brookfield, and McGuanago, Wisconsin. More information at freedompt.com. Hello, everyone. This is Brady from the Freedom Talks podcast, and today we have Nina Olson on. Uh, Nina is a a PT at Freedom, and she specializes in women's health. And we're having her on today because it's Women's Health Month, and um, we're going to get a little bit of insight from her. Um, But first, we're going to uh, just get to know Nina and find out why she became a PT. So Nina, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Not too bad. Uh, So we just want to get started with why did you get into physical therapy and why did you choose it as a profession? Mm -hmm. Well, I uh, was interested in um, something that would um, incorporate my love for science as well as my interest in exercise. Um, I came from a family where exercise was a big part of our life. Um, My parents were always um, up early exercising um, before we start our day, and I was involved in sports and activities in high school. Um, And I also was very interested in science. So it seemed like a natural fit as I was looking into different um, professions. And I knew I wanted to do something that at the end of the day, I felt like I was helping somebody be a better version of themselves. Um, So it seemed like it was a great fit. I went to Marquette, um, studied exercise science, and I um, did well in the program. And um, some of my instructors encouraged me to apply to the PT program my junior year. And I got in and the rest was history and I've never turned back. I I love it. Awesome. Um, and so how, what brought you to Freedom? How did, did you just apply to Freedom yeah, when you were done? I did. Um, so one of um, a family member of mine, uh, my husband's actually, was receiving physical therapy here um, at the time that I was graduating. And she had a great experience and really loved it and um, told me uh, that I should look up there. And um, lo and behold, they had an opening and... Um, It really seemed like a great fit. Um, Things that I was interested in was um, kind of having a focus on continuing education, and I felt that Freedom has really invested in that from the beginning. So it's been wonderful. Awesome. And uh, speaking of investing in you, you've done a lot of continuing education in women's health. Mm -hmm. Um, Why did you choose that as a specialization? Was that the first thing you were drawn to, or... Mm -hmm. Was that something that you kind of grew into as you became a PT, as you um, continued your career? Mm-hmm. Well, I get that question a lot, actually, from patients. Um, how in the world did you get into this? <laughs> but um, I, when I started here at Freedom, um, we see a lot of spine, so back pain, neck pain. And um, I found I was seeing a ton of back pain. And a lot of my patients were talking about how their back pain maybe started about the time they were having children or shortly after. And as we kind of got through our sessions and we established more of a rapport, they admitted that they were also having some urinary leakage or some um, dysfunction of their pelvic floor. So I thought, oh, there must be some sort of connection here. I really didn't have much training at all um, at that time in um, grad school with women's health or pelvic floor. Um, 
so um, shortly after I started here, we brought in um, Diane Lee, who is a physiotherapist in Canada. And um, she was speaking to us about um, uh, pelvic floor dysfunction, hip dysfunction, and back dysfunction. And she called it the lumbopelvic hip complex. And um, something just really sparked my interest in that class um, and how all of those were related and how we should be really treating all of those when we're treating somebody with spine. So that's what really started me um, searching out further continuing ed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, always, you're also Pilates certified. Mm-hmm. Um, was that something you were into as a fitness thing beforehand, or mm-hmm. was that something that you found beneficial for women's health and that's why you pursued it? Yeah. Well, no, I had never done Pilates before. Um, but we had a Pilates training program here at Freedom um, back when I started. And um, there was a Pilates studio here at the time um, where I was seeing a ton of Pilates exercises going on around me. And um, Peter Stathis, uh, one of the founders or one of the previous owners and founder of Freedom, he incorporated a lot with his patients. And I just, you know, could kind of watch out of the corner of my eye and see, wow, that'd be great for this patient. So really kind of sparked my interest in that too. Um, so I was lucky enough that I could go through the program here at Freedom. Um, it was about a year-long training, but it complements what I do very well. I'm just curious, did um, did Peter or Mike bring you on or did they both hire They both you? did, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> What, what impact has having that specialization had on your career? Um, the women's health? Or yeah, the, the, the women's oh, health. Oh, the women's health, yeah. It's, um, it's just so rewarding. I, it's really most of what I do now, almost all of what I do is women's health and pelvic floor dysfunction, um, men and women really, um, but um, mostly women, I would say. Um, but it's so rewarding. You know, the patients are so um, happy that they've gotten this part of their life back where um, they may have been suffering from urinary leakage or fecal leakage, and it was really impacting their quality of life. So uh, once we get to the point where they're on their own and uh, their function's much improved, it's uh, we're both very happy. <laughs> That's awesome. So we want to get uh, into a conversation about an issue that a lot of, especially moms, have, and that's diastasis recti. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what what is diastasis recti to someone who doesn't uh, know anything about the anatomy? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, diastasis recti is something. Um, it's uh, something that's really common in the postpartum time. So, um, during pregnancy, to accommodate the growing fetus. Um, the abdominal muscles, so your six-pack abs, they split apart to uh, um, accommodate the fetus that's growing. And that's really natural and common um, to happen during pregnancy. Um, But after the pregnancy, after the birth, um, that should come together on its own, and it doesn't always. So um, the way that it's classified is that we look at what's called the interrecti distance, so the distance between the two six-pack abs, um, and that should be less than two centimeters. Okay. And if it's more than two centimeters, then um, it's clinically significant, and it's called a diastasis recti. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing small amount of research beforehand mm-hmm. just so I could uh, ask you the appropriate questions, but it, I found that there were three million cases per year. Mm-hmm. So right. a lot of cases. A lot um, of cases. And, yeah, it, and I, know, I think you asked me a little bit about the symptoms that go along with that, too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, it can, you know, it's basically 
the front of you is split down the middle. So it really affects your ability to stabilize. Um, one of the biggest problems that we see with that is back pain. So a lot of patients have back pain that's just not going away. They do ab exercises and strengthening exercises. And because they have this split down the middle where their connective tissue that holds those two muscles together has become overstretched or something is pulling those muscles apart, um, it creates back pain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a certain uh, demographic of people that are more vulnerable to mm-hmm. uh, having this happen? Yeah, you know, um, just anecdotally in the clinic, I've seen it more often um, in patients that have smaller statures um, that maybe have bigger babies, um, smaller, um, shorter torso. So if you think about if you have a shorter torso, um, the fetus growing, it'd have to grow outward and kind of put a little more strain on that anterior abdominal wall or the front abdominal wall. Um, you know, I, I don't know if there's research on that to say that this person could be more susceptible than this person, um, but just something I've noticed in the clinic. So if someone's just had birth, mm-hmm. um, what should they look for after they've given birth mm-hmm. to know whether they need to see a professional or not? Mm-hmm. Well, usually women that come to me, um, they're coming in because they have back pain or they feel like they just can't get strong enough. And that's something that I always check on my exams um, to see if there's any separation between the muscles. Um, also, uh, sometimes patients pick it up themselves. They you know, have done a little research and they found that you know, when I lift my head up or when I'm going to sit up out of bed... I notice that there's a dome of tissue that is coming out of my abdomen. So there's almost like a dome that happens in the center of them. And they notice that and they start, you know, doing a little research and they find, oh, this is maybe happening because I have a diastasis that has not come together. Now, we had talked in a previous video that you and I had done together that in other countries, like women's health, there's essentially a protocol after birth where the Mm -hmm. physical therapy is prescribed Mm -hmm. automatically as Mm -hmm. something that just is normal and needs to be done. Is this another case where you should be coming in anyway because this is happening (laughs) in such a large percentage of births? Exactly. Yes. You are uh, preaching to the choir for sure. Um, So yes, we mentioned that, you know, in European countries that it's just, that's what you do. After you've had a child, you go in for pelvic floor physical therapy um, and abdominal and core strengthening as well as pelvic floor strengthening um, is all part of your program just for every patient. And that is so smart um, because I, I do see a lot of problems that, you know, like I alluded to at the beginning, that really maybe developed at the time of um, having children and that um, that time of their life. And now, years and years later, they have not been able to fully rehab their core pelvic floor. So sometimes I see patients that come in for trouble during pregnancy, um, whether it be back pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, neck pain. Um, and Um, I always encourage them as we're going through the treatment to book an appointment with me um, at least six weeks postpartum. And usually within three, four visits, I can get them to a point where they could do most of this on their own because that is such a busy time once you have a newborn. Um, But it really is a good investment in themselves and getting their bodies feeling more like they were prior to having children um, to come in for a postpartum visit, as I call it. So... If someone doesn't come in for postpartum treatment Mm -hmm. or they don't schedule that right away, what happens if for some reason this goes untreated? Does Mm -hmm. it just kind of stay like that or can it get worse? Mm -hmm. Um, 
in regards to the diastasis or yeah. just anything? Well, that and mm-hmm. just, just any kind of issue yeah. in general. Right. I mean, there's always the potential that it could get worse. So um, as women, you know, uh, as their children are growing, so they had a newborn that may be seven, eight pounds, then the baby is getting bigger and now it's, you know, 10, 15, 20 pounds and they still want to be lifted all the time. The demands of the new mom really goes up. So the physical demands are increasing and maybe they have not rehabbed their core. Um, and their core is probably not going to be able to um, accommodate those new demands. Um, so definitely, there's you, you can be um, susceptible to bigger injuries, you know, um, disc herniations, um, labral tears in your hip is a common one. Um, so, you know, certainly it's always my advice to try to come in, rehab your core, get on the right exercises, and then you can accommodate, um, you know, or really tolerate, um, what your lifestyle is demanding from you. Sure. If you think you have a diastasis recti Mm -hmm. and you make an appointment for physical therapy, um, what is a new mom going to expect out of treatment? Mm -hmm. Well, first things first is we'll get a measurement. So um, there's a specific way to measure the diastasis recti. And um, we'll just note where that is, notice the depth of um, what the diastasis is. And then we'll spend a lot of time working on um, mobility work. Um, So sometimes there might be tissue tension within the abdomen or tissue tension in the back that is pulling those abdominal muscles further apart. So that would be the first thing that we would address is, you know, with massage and stretching and soft tissue mobilization and uh, muscle energy techniques for the spine, getting the tension to to drop. also, then, once we're at a point where we've gotten those tissues to soften a little bit, then we'll be working on a lot of strengthening. So, um, and that's the fun part. So, we're doing some fun exercises. I show you things that you can easily do and incorporate in your day. It's hard for new moms to get, you know, 20, 30 minutes to themselves, but if we can do little bouts of exercise multiple times throughout the day, um, that can be just as beneficial. Um, and then we'll just keep monitoring that diastasis as we go. We should see that it's definitely not worsening, spreading further apart, um, that's potentially coming back together. Um, But in recent research, um, the muscles coming back together is not the main focus. Um, The main focus is, is that we're building enough stability through the front of the abdomen that we provide stability to the core and spine. So, um, We may not be able to get the diastasis to fully come back together, but if we can train all the muscles around that to provide better stability, function improves, patient's happiness improves, they're able to tolerate more exercise, they're able to tolerate uh, lifting their toddler or newborn much easier. So obviously I can't speak to this for obvious reasons, but I have heard from other therapists and moms um, that sometimes they feel awkward making a an appointment for any kind of women's health related mm-hmm. um, topic what what would you say to those people that are a little bit hesitant mm-hmm Well, you know, that's probably for a variety of reasons. You know, um, a lot of times we think, oh, this is just what every woman deals with after they've had children. So why should I take the time? Or, oh, that seems like a big effort level to try to get myself to an appointment when I'm just trying to care for my child's needs at this point. The the focus is definitely on the child. But um, if we can, you know, get you in and within a couple visits, get you doing some things um, that really help you get back to exercising or start feeling like yourself 
yourself a little bit more again. Your mood will really increase. You'll sleep better at night. Um, just, you know, um, your overall outlook will improve. Um, so, you know, there's no better time that, uh, to, than now to really start working on yourself. Okay. Um, so we kind of want to transition into talking um, about women who have given birth and their new moms and they're trying to transition back into uh, maybe more intense workouts or the activity level that they were at beforehand. Um, you have obviously the uh, athletic and fitness background um, from your family and the Pilates certifications and things like that. Um, <clears throat> how, how do you approach um, a patient or just a, a mom in general who wants to get back into um, a heavier fitness regimen mm -hmm. after their pregnancy? Well, that's a nice thing about, um, you know, working one-on-one -on -one with clients um, and patients is that it's not really a one-size-fits-all recipe. So one woman may come in and say, I, you know, I would like to arrange to have somebody with my child or bring my child with, but I don't feel like I'd be very um, compliant with the home program. Can I come in once or twice a week with you and exercise and you can guide me? And yes, that is no problem. We can certainly do that. And some other woman may come in and say, it's really hard for me to get here. Um, I'd like to learn what I can do and do more on my own at home. So it really depends on the patient's goals. It also depends on what they need to do with their life. You know, some patients, their goal is to be able to get out and walk or jog for 20 minutes, and some patients have higher level um, activities that they'd like to um, compete in. Um, so we tailor it specific to what that patient's goals are. Um, and then we work through the tissues, make sure that they're as mobile as they should be, and then we start building in the strength. And the strength exercises um, will depend on what their goals are. Okay. Um, so what, I, I understand that uh, it's going to vary from person to person, but mm -hmm. in general, what is the timeline for um, someone to just, when should they start? Mm -hmm. um, after their pregnancy, I guess. For exercise in general? Just in general. Yeah, you know, um, the ACOG, which is the American College of Gynecology, their recommendation, which is what I follow, um, is that if you had a normal pregnancy, normal vaginal birth, then you... Um, you really kind of can start exercising within a few days as long as you feel um, comfortable on doing so, that you're listening to your body. Um, if you had a cesarean section or any complications, um, you really need to be under the guidance of your physician as to when you can start exercise. Um, but the ACOG recommends that um, patients start doing um, uh, 150 minutes of exercise uh, every week. So that kind of breaks down to about 30 minutes of exercise five days a week. I think you, that's the American Heart Association's as well. recommendation yeah, as well. Right. So that's what they're promoting. And um, the recommendation is moderate level of exercise. Um, so that's a very good starting point. The moderate level of exercise would be that you can carry on a conversation. So you go out with a walk with a friend, push the stroller or a light jog, um, but you're having trouble singing. So if you can't sing, then you know you're doing more of a moderate level of exercise versus a mild. Um, so that's kind of a good guideline. Um, but of course, it would depend on what the activity is. Um, my recommendation is a, just to always, you know, listen to your body and start slowly. So, um, you know, don't think that you're just going to jump right into where you were prior to the pregnancy. But think about working up to that, you know, using 
20 to 30 minutes of moderate exercise is a good guideline. Um, and, and do something that you love, you know. So rather than picking an activity that, oh, you just, you know, gruel through, pick something that brings you joy. You know, you just had a baby, you're sleep deprived, you're focusing so much on the child. Um, if you can find something that you enjoy doing and it's a moderate level, you're not experiencing any back pain, you're not experiencing any urinary leakage during the activity, then find something you love and do it. Well, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, how? So you you mentioned urinary leakage. Mm-hmm. So if that's happening, obviously that's something that's a red flag for mm-hmm. someone to come right. into PT. Um, and it's a red flag too. I'm sorry to interrupt you, oh, but red flag too that um, what you're doing, your demands is too high for what your body is able to tolerate. So the demands is too high for the strength. Um, so if you experience back pain or stiffness after an activity, or if you feel that you have urinary leakage, hip pain, um, those are all signs that if that's happening during or shortly after an activity, the demand of the activity is too high for where you're at right now. Okay. Um, and so is that at that point, should you see a physical therapist about that or is that I just need to hold off a little bit longer on that activity? That really depends. You know, I mean, if, um, I would start by just backing down the activity level. Um, but if you're finding that you really can't quite get to that next level of where you want to be without having some back pain or hip pain or urinary leakage, then it's definitely time to um, enlist the help of a physical therapist who specializes in pelvic floor dysfunction. And even if you are um, a postpartum woman that's dealing with back pain, I would highly recommend, um, if you're in that postpartum time, finding a therapist who does specialize in pelvic floor physical therapy because the pelvic floor is a stabilizer of your spine. So there uh, very potentially could be something going on there that's presenting itself as back pain. Yeah, and I've always seen physical therapy as a potential performance enhancer, and I Mm -hmm. think that's the case here too. If you want to go to a higher level and your body's not ready, find a physical therapist that Mm -hmm. can help you push and meet those goals Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like the general population doesn't exactly know the safest way to push themselves. Right, and I always encourage women just to listen to their bodies. You know, you should feel good after a workout. You should feel that you're invigorated, your mood is lifted, um, that your body just feels good. Like that is what should have happened, you know, for the day rather than feeling, oh my gosh, I got to ice my back. And, you know, (laughs) so, (laughs) and if you're feeling that, then look us up. (laughs) Awesome. Um, I think that's all I have for you today. So thanks for coming on and um, giving us a little bit of information about all of this. So thanks for having me. This podcast is brought to you by Freedom Physical Therapy Services, providing exceptional one-to-one hands-on care to the greater Milwaukee area for over 25 years. Our physical and occupational therapists prepare custom plans for your condition to relieve pain and improve performance. Allow us to help you enjoy more freedom at freedompt.com. Thank you.